This is James Granstrom, and you're listening to the Super Soul Model Series. This podcast is designed to uplift and inspire you to making positive changes in your life. I have conversations about health, happiness, spirituality, and why adopting a positive and successful mindset will change your life for the better. Hello and welcome to the James Grimes from Podcast Super Soul Model Series, where I help people tune and tap in to their natural state of well-being. This week on the show, I am talking about how to attain soul fitness. Welcome back to the show. If you're new, please remember to like, subscribe and share. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, please remember to give it a review on Apple or Google or wherever you're listening. When you leave a review, it really helps support the show. So thank you so much in advance. Today's show is how to attain soul fitness. Before I tell you how you can do that, we first need to understand what the soul is. And I'm going to give you eight ways in this episode about how to attain soul fitness. It's easy for you to understand that being physically fit requires exercise. It requires cardiovascular exercise, good diet. It requires even resistance based exercises like HIIT and high interval training and weight training. And it also needs stretching. But the mind also needs stretching and it also needs the ability to learn how to focus when there's challenge going on. Now, the soul also needs to experience a level of fitness because when the soul is fit, wow, you're going to tap into a natural state of well-being you didn't even realize and the quality of your life will be significantly improved. So what I'm going to be talking about today is your soul's fitness. You are more than just your body. You are infinite light. Even if you look down into the tiniest particle of your atoms, you are light if you are going through quantum physics. Every aspect of your soul feels like it's unbounded, feels infinite, has pure potentiality, as Deepak Chopra likes to call it. But your soul is like electricity and your body is a vehicle in which that electricity can flow. And only a portion of your soul dwells actually in your body. The rest of it is everywhere. Now, at first, this may seem like quite a big deal. You're like thinking, no, I've got a body with a soul. No, you're a soul with a body. And this becomes super interesting. And I'm going to give you some of my strategies in a moment that will help you create this soul fitness that we all crave, that we all desire, that brings true satisfaction to our lives and happiness and peace. But in order to become soul fit, We need to go through some things in order for that fitness to be really tested, for us to really understand that there is something going on that's bigger than ourselves. So this episode is all about shedding light on your soul and this aspect of you. And when you get this, you'll be a real powerhouse and you'll be like a tree with extremely strong and deep roots. And those roots, like when trees connect with each other through their roots, they're able to signal each other about water and what they need and replenishment. And the same is for your soul. Your soul has like tree foundation, these roots rooted in your spiritual nature, which knows how to get its replenishment once you become soul fit. There's so many stories of businessmen and women and celebrities who have achieved outward success, Oscars and accolades, but yet they feel empty when receiving these awards. Why is that? The reason why behind that is that they're not soul fit and they may be mentally fit. They may be able to magnetize to them using their mind, magnetize them using all their action. 
But when you're not soul fit, life will feel empty. And so I want to help fill you up with your soul in this episode so that you become soul fit, you become strong, you become rooted in the core foundations of your own spiritual nature so that you find more calm, you find more peace, you find greater levels of happiness and you find greater levels of satisfaction because outward success will only get you so far, but inward success and soul fitness will take you all the way. And at the end of life, when you're looking back and you're perhaps on your deathbed, however morbid it may sound, it won't matter what you've achieved, it won't matter with your work so much of spending more time with work. What matters is how you turned up in the world every single day. Because where you're enjoying life, where you're moving, where you're growing, where you're feeling freedom, where you're feeling joy, where you're feeling happy, because a life when you're not feeling that is a wasted life. And I know that on my own journey that I was feeling wasteful and have wasted so much time. And because I've gone into myself, because I've had to feel the pain, I've had to experience the challenge, I've gone on to go and replenish my soul, to go and tap back into this natural state of well-being where I feel replenished, where I feel better, where I feel reinvigorated, where I feel charged up again, like a battery pack, plugging yourself back in so you get more battery strength. We do that when we replenish our soul by becoming soul fit. It's very much like the same as doing the exercise and eating the right foods and getting enough rest. Your soul needs the same level of attention because what you give your attention to grows. The grass is always greener, people say, but it's actually greener where you water it and give it the attention most. So think of your soul fitness as an opportunity for you to give yourself attention to that which you cannot see, but you live with every single day. So soul fit brings calm, it brings happiness, it brings peace, it brings satisfaction. That is the real gold. It's not the trophies, it's not the awards. It's everything else is just a cherry on top. So when you die, what really matters is, did you live, were you happy? And did you contribute and help others along the way? Because there's so many programs that I've seen where the old age pensioners are looking back and they're thinking, it's not that I wanted to spend more time at work that matters, but I wanted to spend more time with the people that I loved. I wanted to spend more time doing things that I loved, having the hobbies that enjoyed, spending more time walking in beautiful places and seeing beautiful things and connecting with new people. So before that may be you one day, You've got to be thinking about what can I do today that will improve the quality of my life? And having soul fitness is what I want to help teach you and share with you today. Soul fitness will bring you calm. It will bring you peace. It will bring you satisfaction. It's going to bring you greater happiness. That's the real gold. It's not the accolades. It's not the awards. It's not the Oscar. Yes, they can be fulfilling, but the real gold is the relationships. The real gold is the contribution. The real goal is that you did something and lived a life where you were happy. That is the real goal. And when you look back on life, you want to feel as though you were contributing to your grandchildren's life, other people's lives. You were being creatively fulfilled. You were enjoying travel. You were enjoying health and vitality. You were enjoying family time. 
you're enjoying hobbies, you're enjoying the relationships around you. That's what most people are saying in retirement homes. That's what people say that they wish they could do more of. It's not about spending more time at work. It's about spending more time doing things that light you up. And when you do things that light you up, you're touching your soul. So how do you become soul fit? Now I'm gonna give you my eight strategies, which is my sword of truth. Number one, your life is a spiritual school designed especially for you, given your circumstances, given your predicaments, exactly what you're going through is exactly right for you. And that's the same for everybody else. And it's usually to do with taking care of your body. It's usually to do with navigating relationships. It's usually to do with your relationship to money and finances. And it's usually to do with creating a sense of personal peace. Now, as soon as you begin to find harmony with that, life takes off and you're constantly balancing all of that. So you become so fit by the lessons that you need to learn. And when you learn the lessons, they stop showing themselves because you've done it. You begin to make better choices. And so, for instance, it might be your relationships that you need to learn. And when you set healthy boundaries, they begin to heal. And that relationship is not always with other people, but it's exactly and always to do with you first. It's are you setting healthy boundaries with yourself? Are you saying no when you mean no? Or are you overextending and overgiving? And are you settling for less than in your relationships? And with your body, you know, are you taking great care of your body? Are you learning how to take care of your body? Do you know how to take care of your body? Are you eating foods that help you send you in the direction of health? Or are you eating foods that are processed and, and full of GM produce that's actually toxifying your body and taking you lower energy wise? And so is your health suffering as a result? Are you overweight or are you, are you overweight and then you don't know what to do? So where are you not honoring and listening to that aspect of yourself? Because that's really important. And what about your money? Are you setting healthy boundaries with your money? Are you spending it frivolously? Or are you nurturing it, caring for it, investing in it and managing it? This used to be a real challenge for me. But as soon as I began to manage my money well, I begin to receive more and more money. And so if you're not managing your money well, what's going to happen is it's going to drain away. But as soon as you begin to manage your money really well, you're going to receive more. And then when you receive more, it's up to you how to take it to the next level. And so life is a school designed especially for you. And as soon as you start to become clear on the lessons that you've learned and make better choices, it will begin to take off. That's how you become soul fit. If you're enjoying this episode, please remember to like, subscribe and share. Number two, you become more soul fit by your test of character. You become soul fit by knowing what you are not. And when you know what you are not, then you can know what you are and then you can stand up for it. So for me, I stand up for health. I stand up for well-being because I recognize that my health and well-being are my responsibility. They're not someone else's. They're not a doctor's responsibility. They're my own. So what can I do and where I can stand up for myself and my health and make better choices? And so that test of character has helped me develop a level of discipline. And that level of discipline has led me to greater freedom, which helps develop that soul fitness. When you know what you are, you will stand up for it. You've got to realize that perhaps you may be that candle in a dark room and you won't know 
what you are until you're shining brightly in a dark room. So the world around you and your life may seem a little dark right now, or it may seem a little challenging and you might not know how to navigate. But when you know what you are, which means I stand up for health, I stand up for well-being, I stand up for peace, I stand up for kindness in the world, I stand up for something better. When you know who you are, you can stand up for that and then you will shine that light brightly. And what the world needs is more people who are standing up, shining their light, doing what they love to do. Because what the world doesn't need is imitators. It needs people who are prepared to go out on a limb to shine their own light like a lighthouse to help pave the way for others. And we can all do that to each other because essentially we're all like lighthouses for each other. We're all messengers for each other. But you're only going to know who you are when you also know who you are not. So that is key. And that's a test of character, which means you're going to be challenged, which means you're going to be challenged by other people. So for me, it was like, are you coming to the pub? No, I'm not. Are you going to come out on this bender this weekend? No, I'm not. So for me, when I knew what I was now standing for, it was easier for me to let go of the old. And that is the test of character. It's the ability to learn to say no when you mean it. Number three, another way in which you can become soul fit is by making a series of healthy choices. Life is a series of choices all bundled together and you become soul fit by evolving in awareness. And and as you evolve in awareness, it's because you're making better choices along the way. So for me, when I was really in bad shape, what I was doing was just going out drinking heavily and having a hedonistic lifestyle. And it's only when I began to implement meditation and then I began to shift my diet little by little, I noticed that I had more energy. I noticed that I wasn't feeling as anxious as I used to. And that took me ages to grasp. That took me ages to turn around and make better decisions. That was just health. And then I had to do it with finances. And then I had to learn how to do it in relationships as well by making better choices. So life becomes easier when you make better choices. And that is because of your soul's fitness. So when you are making better choices and you're feeling happier and freer in your life, it's because you're soul fit. Number four, you become soul fit through adversity. Adversity is one of your greatest teachers. And a lot of people don't want to experience adversity. I know I didn't. And I'm not saying welcome it. All I'm saying is, is that use it as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to grow, because you become soul fit through adversity, by the resistance that life brings you, it's going to bring you challenge. And how you move and navigate through the challenge helps your soul to become stronger, helps your soul to become fitter. Very much like a physical exercise of resistance and weight training, and adversity helps you build that soul muscle, helps you build that confidence that comes with moving through and navigating through a challenge. And once you come through a challenge out the other side, you always feel more confident. You always feel better about yourself because when adversity strikes again, you've been through it and you know how to handle it. And you develop this centeredness that that allows you to realize that no matter what happens, you're always gonna be all right. Something will happen that will allow you to come through it better than when you went in. Number five, you become soul fit by taking risks. By taking risks, you're stepping outside that comfort zone. 
And when you are outside your comfort zone, you'll experience a feeling of more confidence. You'll experience a freedom for a moment, but you always have the choice in taking risks. You're either going to stay small and stay where you are, or you're going to expand and hit a new level or a new zone that you've never been in. Joe Vitale, who's written several books and was in the film The Secret, says, dare something worthy. Now, I love this mission statement. This is huge because taking risks requires to dare something worthy. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. But there are two types of risks. One's a calculated risk, meaning dare something worthy, versus a careless risk. Now, me being a freedom seeker took risks and careless risks earlier in my life. So risks are important, but not at the detriment of your health and other people's health and well-being too. And so don't put all your money on a bet. Don't put all your money in one investment and expect it to, to go, because what if it tanks? Risks are important when you know that you'll benefit and other people will benefit as well. That is daring something worthy. So use your discernment. So taking risks and becoming soul fit requires this one thing, using your discernment. Number six, you must be prepared to fail. Life is not a smooth ride from A to B. It's a big scenic route and it takes you on winding roads in places you didn't even know. And we learn through taking baby steps and we learn through challenges. And each time that we're failing, we're also growing as well because we know what not to do, what doesn't work. We have to find our balance. And the same goes with anything, whether it's learning a language or being in a new country or starting a business or starting a podcast or starting a music career, whatever it is for you. Get over the ego's need to want to always win and learn how to be gracious in the process of learning how to do things properly and be prepared to fail because when you're prepared to fail, you're also going to win because this will set you up because this is soul fitness. Number seven, you attain soul fitness by developing faith in yourself and in the universe. Soul fitness is learning to trust yourself and you learn to trust yourself by having self-discipline. That is huge. That has been my journey. My journey has one, been one of learning to discipline myself because I was highly undisciplined. And as soon as I began to put disciplines and habits and healthy habits in place, I began to experience great happiness, great peace. And you can too, but it's also learning to lean on the universe for help as well, by asking it to help you, by asking it to give you extra energy when you need it, by asking it to give you a helping hand. You're gonna develop soul fitness because you realize that there's more to you than just meets the eye. You've got this invisible energy guiding you, like a GPS system, like a satellite navigation system helping you along the way. So in my experience, my dad's story, when my dad passed away, I needed the energy to be able to get through that tough time of his passing and being able to organize a funeral in another country, in another language. Now, that's at a time when I couldn't speak the language and, and things were really tough. Yet I still managed to do that because I, I had the strength within myself to be able to trust the universe, ask the universe to help me, and it did. The other day I was climbing a mountain and I was prepared to not get to the top. But I was so surprised when I got to the top in such a quick time because I was just enjoying the journey. And so climbing a mountain sometimes is like a metaphor for climbing life and having adversity and challenge as a way of growing. And also for me, 
in my relationships, I had to develop faith in myself was when I gave up alcohol and I moved to a plant-based diet. It was at a time when no one was doing it. And I had to have my family and my friends look at me and go, right, he's, he's a vegetarian now. And that was difficult, but I had faith and had to develop faith in myself that I was making a healthy choice and a healthy decision. So if you're feeling peer pressure, if you're feeling family pressure, if you're feeling relationship pressure, if you know it's for your health and you know it's for the greater good, and when you're honoring yourself, that's soul fitness. And also developing the discipline to manage my finances and take care of my finances and learn how to invest and be around smart people and learn some things that would be able to help me move my finances upwardly and move out of debt into profit, move out of debt into the black. Now, as soon as you do that, that's developing faith and trust in yourself that you're going to make right decisions. And those right decisions help you build strength and trust, soul fitness. And simultaneously, the universe, I ask the universe to bring me opportunities and the universe bring me opportunities. That helps you develop that trust. That helps you develop soul fitness. So you're not only trusting in yourself, but you're trusting in the universe to bring you opportunities and give you a helping hand. That is paramount to soul fitness. And number eight, you develop soul fitness by having honor, integrity, a sense of charity, love and kindness at your foundation. This creates real soul fitness. These qualities carry you every single day if you live with them. And when you live from the heart and you are open hearted, you live in a little bit of heaven. And when you've filled yourself up with all these qualities and with these traits and you're living from this space in your heart and having this understanding that at your core, you've got a spiritual foundation, all these other things will come to you. All these wonderful material possessions and opportunities will come knocking at your door and they'll come knocking at your door because you're rooted in who you really are. A strong, fit, remarkable soul. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you've got something new from this episode. And if you've got something valuable from today's episode, why not head over to Instagram and let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What gold did you take away from today's episode? Maybe you've had something new that has dropped into the seeds of your awareness today that you haven't ever thought about before. Let me know what that is. I'd love to hear from you. Please remember to give it a like, subscribe and share. And if you'd like to know more about me and perhaps how we could work with one another, why not head over to my website at jamesgranstrom.com and maybe you and I could work together in some capacity going forwards. But until the next episode, I wish you a wonderful week ahead and green lights all the way.